All right, we're back after taking a week off. Not like it really matters since I just posted two weeks worth of shows a few hours ago. So. Oh, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Uh, I'm, am I on? Yeah, okay, I am on. You, you are? No, you actually were turned down a little bit. I was turned down a little bit. That's just so I can control the show. All right, so our first beer. That's <laughs> what it is. Is it truly spiked and sparkling with hints of wild berry? It's basically water with berry and alcohol. The alcohol is from cane sugar and has cane sugar and citric acid and mandarin hops. But there's no malt. <laughs> it smells like jelly. <laughs> with a hint of beaver anus. I guess they really don't use Clostorum anymore for that flavoring. Mm. It's too hard to source compared to just making... Yeah, you can make it up yourself. So, uh, you've had my dad before. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, uh, kind of cheesy, a little bit performative at times, right? But uh, clever guy, um, well-read, well-educated. He's you know has a master's from uh, in business from Wharton. He's... He, he knows his, his stuff. Mm-hmm. I was very surprised that he did not know the second law of thermodynamics. I thought this was just sort of something that okay. people know. <laughs> I was shocked. Uh, and, you know, it shows how, like, he, like I said, he's a well-read guy. And he doesn't know what I think is probably one of the most fundamental things about the universe. <laughs> and not a hard concept to learn it's it's not a i mean if you want to get into it mm-hmm. in detail it's a it's a very interesting concept to go and it goes into many layers and you can get into very various different ways of understanding it in particular uh you you fall down into boltzmann and the theory of ideal gases uh, or theory of kinetic gases rather and statistical mechanics and that stuff which is where all this all thermodynamics comes from but the basis of the of the second law is simply things wind down, <laughs> entropy mm-hmm. increases, right. or um, you can't maintain a system without extra energy being put into a system. And there's lots of ways to put that second law, but it's such an important foundation to the way the world works. And I was kind of shocked he didn't understand, he didn't know it, and he didn't know it. And like I said, he's a well-read guy, mm-hmm. well-educated. He didn't know it. Then lots of people don't know it. Lots of people, and it, it kind of it shook me a bit. <laughs> it was like right. these things that I take for granted. That because I, I understand them, and so I sort of assume everybody does because I think they're relatively. Simple. So, like, like what degree is this? Like, he didn't know it, right? He didn't know it by name. He didn't. You know, um, remember even when you described it, do you remember it, or did he like not know the universe tends towards disorder? You know, and then he increases. <laughs> I mean, it's such a. I I would say I guess he didn't know it by name. Okay. I mean, because he recognized the concept. Okay. Um. What I mean that concept, you know, was put poetically by Yeats in the poem. You know, um, uh, you know. Uh, but you know, everyone knows that. It, and actually, everyone does know the poem. I just can't think of it. But you know, slouching towards Bethlehem. Okay. Uh, um, you know, things fall apart. The center cannot hold. 
Okay. Uh, anarchy. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna find what it is. Okay. It's, it's it's Yeats. Okay. I'm not sure I've ever heard the poem. Um. So this uh, sparkling is. It'd be better without the uh, beaver butt flavor. I think. What is the beaver butt flavor? I don't understand. Clostorum is like raspberry like flavor. Like the second is... coming is a name. Okay. Historically, there's this thing like you know raspberry flavoring like would come like natural raspberry flavor. It's not naturally from raspberries. It's nat- naturally from uh. Clostorum, which is uh, it's like a sanguine on a beaver's anus. I mean, there's a lot in the poem, in the, but it's a very famous one, and uh, like I'll read some of it. Um, Things fall apart, the center cannot hold, mere anarchy is loosed upon the world. The blood-dimmed tide is loosed, and everywhere the ceremony of innocence is drowned. The best lack all conviction, while the worst are full of passionate intensity. I mean, these, these are famous, like you may have even heard that before. Uh, but it's it's very, you know, that that's like... I've heard that described as a telling that line, the best lack all conviction while the worst are full of passion intensity is like, it can be about politics almost any generation essentially, but you know, Mm -hmm. it it definitely fits now. Um, Surely some revelation is at hand. Surely the second coming is at hand. The second coming hardly are these words out when a vast image out of spiritus mundi trembles my sight somewhere in the sands of the desert, a shape with lion body and the head of a man, a gaze blank and pitiless as the sun is moving its slow thighs while all about it real shadows of the indignant desert birds. The darkness drops again, but now I know that twenty centuries of stony sleep were vexed to nightmare by a rocking cradle, and what rough beast its hour come at, come round at last slouches towards Bethlehem to be born. Okay. It's a call about impending disaster, essentially. Yeah, it is. It's, um, uh, it, but it's very famous uh, work. Um, I don't know, but, but anyway... That you know, things fall apart. The center cannot hold. That that's second law of thermodynamics. It's the way. Another way of putting it is, um, you can't win. You can't. You, you can't win. You can't break even, and you can't even get out of the game. <laughs> I don't like those odds. <laughs> Uh, it's, but that's the nature of the universe. Mm-hmm. But it's like, if you get energy from outside to your system, then everything's great. Right. right. You just don't want to play the big game. Mm-hmm. The smaller game. Um, yeah, it was, it was just shocking to me that, that, that concept, or at least that he didn't know, like, he didn't know that by name. It seemed so, like, just second nature to me mm-hmm. that, uh... And it wasn't there, and yeah, I guess I, I don't know what what it means or anything. It it, it means that uh, once again, I'm not as as uh, clever as I thought. Once again, once again. 
Oh, so I, oh, so I watched the next the Dandelion Sky episode, mm-hmm. and I think I might be getting hooked. Except I don't know what the fuck it is. I don't know if it's the episode you gave me. I don't know if it's Plex. So I remember what happened with the previous episode. It stops playing with about fifteen minutes ago. What? And then Dandelion Sky did the same thing. It stopped playing with about fifteen minutes ago. Were you able to watch the rest of it? No, I haven't gone back and tried. I'm gonna have to. I don't know if I'm gonna download them again or what, but. Yeah, so that that's that's one of the things that happened. I forgot all about it until like happened again. I'm like motherfucker, you know? Okay, because that's how I missed the guy getting out of the ship, right? Because mm-hmm. that was in probably that last fifteen minutes, and Holden getting out of the ship, and um, yeah, same thing. Two episodes in a row, play the first like forty minutes and be freeze up. That's weird. Do you have VLC? Are you watching on VLC? Or you're watching I'm watching on, on Plex. Watching on Plex, it should work. I know it should work. Uh, give me the files. I'll take a look at them. They're on the Plex server. <laughs> okay. Um, but so things, I think the the point is things are starting to happen, right? Like yeah, yeah. things are, uh, things have been established and now things are starting to happen and very interesting things are happening. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, I think you might have me hooked enough to. To watch more with not such a long break in between, as long as I can watch the ends of the episode. Yes, you need nice. to. I mean, it's important. Important stuff happens at the end of the episode. It, you know, it resolves the story of the episode and yeah. then gives you more to go yeah. on. That's kind of the thing. Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine where I'm not seeing the last yeah. 15 minutes of a show. It's kind of yeah. Kind I mean, of like if, if you watch Better Call Saul and didn't get to see the last 15 minutes of each episode, you probably would think it kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not sure what's up there. It just freezes if you try to fast forward past it it doesn't pick up if you backwards and play it again it goes until the point where it freezes i just thought it was the one episode but now it seems to be kind of a pattern. so could that have been all the episodes you missed the la- the end of no no it was just the one before and then this one where they went into the ring hmm. is it maybe because they're 1080p is that i don't know i have to i have to download them off the server and Check them out directly, see if Pux is somehow messing it up. But I mean, it gave me the good quality ones because when I watch them, I want to watch them in 1080 because of my 4K TV. And of course, yeah. it's like... I watched it and they were on different devices too. One I was watching it was on the treadmill, so I watched it on the Chromebook. And then the one before that, I think, it was on the TV. And um, yeah. So I don't know. I'll have to figure out why that. I've never had that. I've never seen that happen with any other show. Mm. So I don't know. This one just wants you to hate it. It's yeah. <laughs> probably it. It's out to get me. I was in Seattle last week. Don't have too much to share, really. Ate way too much food. Drank too much beer. Um, went to a Brazilian steakhouse, and it was one of the things where we had dinner part one. Turned the paddles over to red for an hour. And then had dinner part two. Did you? I don't know if you saw some of the stuff I posted in. Did some of it? I watched. I started to watch the Garrett Oliver thing. I didn't get the whole way through it. And I saw your other news stories and stuff. I'm not coming to mind right now. So let me pull them up. Okay, so they actually they actually did change this. <laughs> this this DHS because it was this DHS press release that was worded without proper articles and so it was it, 
it read like either Tarzan or a Russian had, wrote, had written it. <laughs> um, where, let me see if I can have find the original. Uh, the original text, because the original text was hilarious. Oh, the Wallace book one, right? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Okay, I, I did take a took an image of it just because I thought there was definitely a chance they would replace it. Okay. Should I read it in, in Tarzan voice or I think Russian voice? Russian voice, yeah. DHS is committed to building wall and building wall quickly. We are not replacing short, outdated, and ineffective wall with similar wall. Instead, under this president, we are building a wall that is 30 feet high. Fact. Prior to President Trump taking office, we have never built wall that high. <laughs> <laughs> And that was out there for like two days without yeah. being updated. At least they, they finally did get around to updating it. But what? <laughs> I like the Photoshop before and after pictures. Those mm. are nice. <clears throat> uh, let's see. What else happened? There's a bunch of interesting stuff in that in that tweet. But now it's gone? Yeah, I saw that. It was a good tweet. It took it away from you. Oh, no. No, no, no. I forget. Damn it. Because it was all cooking stuff. It was lots of good oh, okay. cooking stuff. Um, I believe one of the things was... Damn it. <laughs> like, if, if, if recipe says teaspoon, use a tablespoon. Um, if the recipe says water, use stock or milk. Uh, obviously not for, like, right. not for baking, but for any savory applications. Yeah. Tablespoon of salt, though? Well. Yeah, kind of. I mean... Yeah, you should use more salt than you think you might need. Three times as much, though. When you're seasoning something, you should be able to see the seasoning. That's right. important. Mm -hmm. So, like, you shouldn't, like, eh, just a little, little tiny bit. No, right. no, you should be but able to see like, the seasoning. Okay. But, okay, so maybe salt would be overdoing it. But I, what, he's, what he's saying is, like, don't... I hear it. Don't underdo your flavors. And, and you know, when, when you have the chance... Uh, go for go for more flavor. Okay. Yep. But there was a lot. There was a, bu he, a bunch of re responses where he like he had there's a whole thread of good things and God damn it, <laughs> it's Twitter, all gone. Twitter took it offline. Ah. Uh. Oh well. It's fucking Twitter. This is why I don't do Twitter anymore. Well, <laughs> one of eight million reasons why I don't do Twitter anymore. 
I hear you. I've not been too hot on monitoring social media last month or so. Probably since the election. I probably got burned out prior to the election. It's also, I, I think it's important to understand just how wrong the tech wizards were about what technology would do for people and uh, and the libertarian ideal of technology is, you know, oh, if, we, if everyone had all the information, everything would be great. And just how insanely wrong that was and to recognize why it was... Not not just why it was wrong, but also why it was appealing and why it seemed to be right. I right. mean, you need to sort of check yourself and sort of understand, okay, not just, yeah, it was wrong, but why did I buy it? <sighs> and why did other people buy it? And why is it still grab people? Well, it seems like the printing press story right that seems to be a universal good i'd be curious to know if there was like you know what you know obviously there'd be like cape material printed and stuff like that uh -huh. but like what's the dark side that we're not thinking of you know that kind of thing um because you know that was always the, one of the main analogies right this democratizes information mm -hmm. it's it's bigger it's bigger than the printing press and allowing the spread of ideas right and when you when you anytime you say the printing press you think of all the good that it's brought humanity there's there's an idea though i think that sort of caked into it is the idea of well, people are fundamentally rational people will make fundamentally rational decisions when given all the information when given so-called perfect information mm -hmm. if, if they had all the information they'd give perfect information but that is so obviously untrue mm -hmm. but you buy into that because yeah. you think, well, yeah, I'm a rational person, not recognizing how irrational you are. Uh, and then you you assume other people don't have, like, or, or other information is biased if it comes from this source, but not biased if it comes from this source. And just naturally, you build up your own system of biases that, needs to be checked by mm. other systems or else it will it can get into these loops where it just compounds errors yeah uh it's bad it's a bad thing i and and one of the things that i was talking to my father about where the, where the whole thing came up was uh because he, my father is still politically very conservative uh he he's not a trump fan by any means but he doesn't uh he still doesn't quite buy global warming, that kind of stuff. He's like, he's one of those guys. And, um, but he's reasonable. He's a reasonable person to talk to. Uh, so we don't get in heated arguments, but uh, what I was trying to describe was that any system, no matter how it's designed, um, I made a mechanical analogy, which is, I mean, well, the first thing I said was I was, uh, that day, I was ruminating earlier on problem solving, which is true. I was like, I was thinking about um, the limits of, of problem solving and how there are problems that can't be solved. Um, and what I, the way I, I explained it in mechanical analogy was imagine that society and all the things that 
makeup society and all the drives stuff are, are a bunch of cogwheels set in, in a gigantic machine. Even if you kept, even if you made the machine like as perfectly designed as you possibly could, and had the best materials, some of the ways that it's spinning are not going to be predictable in some ways, and some things are going to be worn down in some areas, and some things are going to need the right grease, and then the system won't be able to keep running no matter how you design it forever. It will break down in certain areas no matter what you do. Uh, and so no solution to a problem doesn't bring more problems to the table or doesn't cause some... There's nothing that, that you can do that is just good, that mm-hmm. doesn't have some effect somewhere down the line that is bad in some way or is negative in, in some way that's not conducive to the entire machine running. Okay. And so he bought that. But it's hard to... It's hard to to pull that in and and sort of expose how that kind of thinking is part and parcel of how we tend to think about things all the time. That, oh, if we just did this one little tweak, everything we write, if we just fix this one thing, or if we just fix these two things, then things would be so much better. And there are... There's always going to be things to fix because there's no way to make a machine that, that doesn't break. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's hard for some people to, to get their heads around. I explained to him the. Do you remember the uh, barber paradox? I don't know. This Not is my name. Um, this is a, a town made up only of men. Oh, okay, yeah. And you know, they, there, there's a there's a single barber, and the rule is. Uh, all men must be shaven, and uh, no man can shave himself. And so the question is, who shaves the barber? And, you know, of course, the first thing he says, well, they bring another barber. And I said, no, think about it, not with what can I do to change the situation. Think about it, no, the situation is not changeable. How do you answer the problem? And, all right. And yeah, I, I remember the answer you know, now, yeah. There is no answer it's impossible to answer the question because given the constraints, there's nothing you can do. Oh, maybe I missed one of the rules. I thought the barber was a woman. No, the barber is just town of okay. all men. Okay. Right. It's not, a, it's not a riddle. It's, it's a, it's a question gotcha. of, of logic. It's a question okay. of, is there a logical way to, to answer it, what it comes down to is, are there questions that are undecidable? Right. Okay. Given, given uh, using a you know first order logic, and the answer is yes. Uh, you can come <laughs> up with an infinite number, in fact, of situations where such a system could happen. Okay. So this you know means a lot of philosophically harmful things for stuff like trying to get a complete understanding of the universe or trying to solve all problems or trying to there's no way to do it this is incompleteness this is you know girdle theorems and and uh this was uh the work of of turing and others no situation is perfect nothing can be solved uniformly and forever and Laws, third dynamics, 
say the universe is tending towards complete and total disorder anyway. So you're here, you're on a fire, but not for very long. Enjoy it while you can. We should enjoy it Mm. with a beer. Well, we're having one right now. You finished yours already. I'm it's still so enjoying good. My I just butt. couldn't stop drinking my beaver butt. Mm. There was some thing I wanted to bring up, but I, I suppose I'll think of it later. We can go on to the show. You're already yawning. I know. My uh, mom watched the kids last night after the party, and then. She's messaging us. Can you come get the kids? They're pretty wound up. <laughs> like nine nine thirty in the morning. Like so much for a nice quiet morning with the wife, right? Mm-hmm. 